Warning, we're not medical professionals. We're just two gross weirdos fascinated by bodily functions who read too much WebMD. This podcast will contain some pretty gross content, so listen at your own risk. Gross Podcast. Podcast, a podcast where we talk about bodily functions and phenomena. Uh, I'm Katie. And I'm Jessica. And this is our friend Sheena. Hi, guys. Today, we're going to talk about the itch, but not the... (laughs) A particular itch. Several particular itches. I feel like there was a version of the itch that was... Um, is like, it oddly sexual, like the seven-year-old? Like gonorrhea or, oh, yeah. or oh, something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not, we're not going to talk class. about Seven-year itch, something seven year, to do oh, yeah. with being horny. Yeah, yeah. but then you yeah. have you have the itch of like SDI itch. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that sucks. But yeah. this is more about the things that just happened to you for no apparent reason. Like itchy <laughs> boobs. <laughs> Regular old boob itch. Old boob itch or water blisters. <laughs> Just to continue our conversation from last time of super itchy things. Oh, <laughs> of creepy crawly skin. Katie, how's your body doing? My body is good. It's it's still too hot out. Uh, I'm I'm having a hard time like looking professional at work and following dress code and keeping cool. And um I'm really frustrated that that doesn't seem to be a problem that I can solve. It just seems like you just have to be sweaty and frustrated in order to pretend to be a professional. Uh. <laughs> well, and you have to, like, I, I know for a lot of jobs, they expect you to wear, like, you know, blouses. or Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. not allowed to wear anything sleeveless. And oh. that is, like, just killing me. I... I find myself fortunate because they just have to wear scrubs. Yeah. And I just, and that's, they're fairly, they're breathable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they look ugly on everyone. Yeah. They're <laughs> a little boxy. And that's fine. They're like pajamas. It's an equalizer. It is an equalizer. Yeah. I feel like that would be, I mean, I, I like to have some personality, but it would be comforting if I didn't feel like I was supposed to perform in that way. Um, and I was talking to somebody about this a couple of days ago. Like I, I definitely try to wear some, um, like more interesting shapes and silhouettes Mm -hmm. and, um, also just things that are comfortable, like, like baggy tent dresses and stuff Mm -hmm. and like tunics. Yeah. I feel like that has been really confusing to some of the people that I work with where they're, they're trying to figure out like like why I don't want to dress in a more attractive manner. Oh, I mean that's there's so many layers to that. Yeah, but I even had one older woman that I work with like tell me that I should I should belt my dress. Uh-uh. Yeah, and I was like 
I, like, I, did, I don't know. I mean, I'm still, like, new there, and I don't want to be super sassy with people, but I just, like, I don't know how to respond to that and be like, that, I don't care about that. <laughs> Usually I smile. I'm like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I feel like I, I mean, I've gained some weight this year since taking the desk job, and I feel like that, <laughs> that has made my typical boob sweat situation worse Mm -hmm. and it's made like the thigh sweat situation worse and I'm learning how to deal with these things so it's it's just kind of like the growing pains of a new situation but one thing I have been doing is um people tell you you're supposed to wash your bras like all the time like once a week or something I, well, nobody washes their bras enough because washing your bras is a pain in the ass. Well, and it ruins it. It ruins it. So the thing that I have been doing, which has been really helpful, is I hang my bras up in the shower and I spray them all down with vinegar, like a diluted white vinegar. It's like half vinegar, half water. And I just like spray them and soak them and then let it all evaporate and dry mm-hmm. off. And that kills whatever bacteria is yeah, on yeah. them. And... They only smell like pickles while they're drying. Once they're done, they're fine. Um, but I think that has been helpful in... in uh, well, apple cider vinegar actually helps with itchy scalp. Really? Yeah. Mm. It helps with... It, it. It is kind of an irritant, so sometimes I'll use it on like my face to mm. help with acne. Mm-hmm. But if you have a lot of like open skin, you, it's going to hurt, and yeah. it'll not probably make you red. You can dilute it, too. Yeah. That helps. Um that's re- that's a really good tip. To yeah. Because I don't wear underwire, so. Yeah. I, but I don't know. Like, I have been wearing it more often than I usually do because I feel like I need a foam cup to absorb the sweat. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, I just, I don't want it to come through my shirt at work. Well, I think what happens is, like, since it lifts them up so that there's not a lot of skin-to-skin contact. Yeah. Underneath, mm-hmm. and that's what I think I get itchy because then the sweat kind of sticks there. Um, so I wear like a sports bra type thing, and then I've yeah. been using a lot of these. Um, you can't, nobody can see this, but uh, <laughs> it's like those crisscross unlined, yeah, type yeah. of um, which helps give more support, so kind yeah. of lifts them up and airs them out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have been airing mine out straight. Like if I, when I get out of the shower, I'll blow dry my boobs yeah. on the cool setting, yeah. which is really nice. Or if I'm just like at home and sweaty and I just do that anyways. What <laughs> a little refresher. Yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of body check-ins, I, this Yeah, summer, how's your body? Oh, yeah. Uh, this itching is very close to you right now. I have been having a lot of bad itching um, on my thighs and my chest and to the point where I'll scratch and scratch and then I'll start to bleed mm. and it's a vicious cycle because like and I even don't look on WebMD itching of the breasts <laughs> because it'll take you straight to what's called inflammatory breast cancer oh no and that's scary and the photos of that is awful mm-hmm. um and because women I mean this goes into another the idea that women don't get believed 
yeah. in general. So a lot of times inflammatory breast cancer, it, it doesn't get caught because it's like, oh, well, it's anxiety making you itch or mm-hmm. it's something else. It's it's like atopic dermatitis. Yeah, or, and but inflammatory breast cancer moves really quickly. It moves really quickly. So like if you notice that you're itching really a lot and all of a sudden you have sores that mm. aren't healing and it's starting to spread and get really red and nasty and angry, um, it could be mastitis. Mm. which is an infection in your breast duct, or it could be, you know, inflammatory. It's probably mastitis or it's probably an infection of some kind. Mm-hmm. It's not likely cancer, but that's one of the symptoms. Oh. Yeah, so great. every time we have itchy boobs. That's what I think about. Yeah, I'm worried about that. It's, uh, it's a problem. I it's do actually. I have a little patch of skin that has that orange peel texture. And it's just a mole, and I it it has been growing throughout the course of the last like um, get it checked like six to eight years of my life. Oh, okay. Like every time I go in, I ask about it. I have somebody look at it. Every doctor that has ever seen it takes one look at it and says it's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not cancerous. It's totally fine. But I feel like it meets like so many of the the. Um, like criteria. The mole ABCs are oh, yeah. they are. It's asymmetrical. It's bigger than a pencil eraser. Yeah. It's raised. It has this weird texture. It, like, it meets all of these things. And I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a really common thing that nobody's just told me the name of. But they all just look at it for a second and are like, it's fine. Well, I don't. I mean, after having a kid, your skin expands and stretches. Mm-hmm. And that also can cause a lot of itching. Yeah, we forget that you know our our skin is a movement is a moving organism. Yeah, you know, and on your period, if you are a person who has periods, it like the the hormone changes will cause your boobs to expand and then decrease, and both of those things and the differences in the hormone flow can also make them itch. Yeah, Yeah, and like wouldn't lactating also impact? Mm -hmm. I've Read that lactating can make you itch. Yeah. 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 And uh, the lactating, if you don't do it enough, if you're not mm-hmm. expressing milk right, um, you can get mastitis, you can get clogged <laughs> ducts, you can, mm-hmm. especially if there's any like damp, like if you're really too hard on your breast when you're mm-hmm. trying to feed, uh, that can put stress and, you know. So many things to I know. worry about. I know. Being a woman sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, how's your body? Let's check um, in. Well, the WebMD thing, speaking of, I went on a horrible uh, WebMD uh, spiral the other day because I had my blood checked and I guess my B12 is low. Uh, And so my doctor gave me a B12 shot and was basically like, oh, this is going to be great. You're going to have lots. It's going to like boost your energy and like maybe we'll see if this is part of your fatigue problems. And then for some reason, it had the exact opposite effect. Um, I felt drunk and Mm -hmm. I was like panicking because I like had to go to work after seeing the doctor. And I was just like telling my coworkers, I was like, I don't know what's going on, but like, I feel like I'm going to like pass out. I feel really tired. Like I feel like woozy and like nauseous. And so I still haven't figured out what caused this or why I reacted to be 12 that way, but I was like Googling it. And like the only thing I could come across was like people react poorly to B12 shots when they have blood cancer. Uh, And so I'm like, oh, I probably have blood cancer. (laughs) No. And I, and it's like, 
I'm itching my boob and I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, it's fucking cancer. <laughs> like, I can't. Oh, it's just a matter of time till it is. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> my boob is. Uh, at least they wouldn't itch then. They wouldn't. And actually, <laughs> yeah. I was I was thinking, I'm like, ooh, okay, if I lose my breasts, I'm going to get one of those cool tattoos. Over yeah. yeah. And, and uh, it's, it, that's not normal, right? Oh, plan out no. your tattoos for your mastectomy scars. No, that's fine. When you don't have cancer. That's totally when normal. I, I mean, I think it's always good to have a backup plan. Yeah. Yeah, for anything. Yeah. Silver lining. Yeah. yeah. But I think it, it quite, I, that was a, a, a joke that I made that it probably wouldn't itch if you lost your boobs, but it probably still would because With scar tissue. Scar tissue. Oh, yeah. Totally itches. itches. I have true. a mole that I did get removed, like, I don't know, like 15 years ago, and it still itches so fucking much. Man. Yeah. Sometimes my tattoos, they don't, like, itch, but they get, like, raised occasionally. Oh, yeah. Like, they'll just sort of, like, come, become inflamed, like, where the outlines are. Whoa. I'm like, I don't know what causes that. Do you feel like it, it happens on new tattoos? No. Newish tattoos? It or? actually happens on my, like, chest tattoo a okay. lot, um, and I don't know why. It just has happened. I, you know, it's ever since I got it. The part with healing with tattoos, with the itching part, was the worst. I feel like. Oh yeah, when I, tattoos heal, I hate that. I, it's awful. Um, yeah, and then you know, and because I'm a, one of those picker, I'm a picker. Yeah, I'm. I, that's okay. I think we're all pickers here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't pick my tattoos, but it's tempting. But yeah, mm-hmm. I pick my face, and yeah. I definitely pick scars. Yeah. Or, and, Scabs. Scabs or like um, hangnails or like cuticle and like. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, an itching just adds one more complication to that. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you're not afraid to just like scratch the just shit like, out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to peel my skin off. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have to sleep in um, long sleeve shirts sometimes when yeah. I'm so itchy. Otherwise, I'll, like, scratch my arms and my chest and my sleep. Well, and it's funny. The one thing my doctor said about itchy boobs is, like, just keep them dry and moisturized. So, like, you moisturize and then you just kind of make sure that it's breathing. You, you know, just kind of... That, but that's them. hard if you're working and are a human and yeah. you have a child and yeah. also, like dry and moisturized are the opposite thing. What she's saying <laughs> is after you shower, you put a moisture emollient or something yeah. to help heal and seal the skin, and then you you just let it air out and sit. Yeah, <laughs> but like for the first time in my life, I now because like I never really had boobs like I always had really really small boobs and like now that I've like gained a little bit of weight and I'm older now I like actually have like like I, do you remember when you were like in middle school and they were like if you can stick a pencil under your boobs then they're too floppy or whatever <laughs> like this for the first time in my life like basically when I turned 30 that was probably like when I could stick a pencil I, under my boobs I'm pretty sure I can stick like paint brushes <laughs> I, I found Cheetos <laughs> Food. But it's an adjustment. <laughs> I've now I now have like fears of like what if like this underskin just rots and I get like bed <laughs> sores. Well that's the thing. Like, like, it, can. it can. I know. They're, they're, so now I'm very conscious of like pulling them up, cleaning underneath. Yeah, no, and that's a huge thing. And patients I see sometimes a lot of them 
are the women have fungal issues yeah. underneath the folds, um, especially under their panis, which is the your stomach. Oh, and your front butt. Your, yeah, your front butt. <laughs> um, the medical term. Your panis. front butt. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and that can and that's actually for both men and women who are overweight, elderly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really really good to make sure you keep your folds clean. Yeah, and dry. Yeah, well, yeast infection, like a fungal infection. Yeah. I don't know if we get other fungal infections besides. Well, you get tinnitus versicolor. You can. Oh. Which is that? It's like a. Oh, that's what you're talking about. The fungus yeah. that changes your skin. It changes. So when it happens a lot in the summer for people, and it, a lot of times it just lives on you and doesn't really do much until you get really hot and you get in the sun and it mm-hmm. starts activating and it will make like white spots or discoloration Mm -hmm. sometimes it will itch sometimes it won't it's very mild Mm -hmm. but it is enough for you to see it yeah and for some people it can cause a lot of itching too yeah Um, i feel like maybe i have gotten that in very small quantities before because i have had little things happen where like you just have patches of skin that turn a little bit pale more pale yeah and like that's funny. I never knew it was, like, a thing. I just yeah. kind of figured maybe I was getting a little bit of, like, flush to the other areas of my body or something like that. No. Or you just missed a spot with your sunscreen. Yeah. Or that yeah. Dripped a spot somewhere extra. Mm-hmm. And it happens a lot. I think, um, I mean, I think it can be dependent on, like, hormonal fluctuations because it seems to be more common in young adults and mm-hmm. adolescents. Um, but it also could be that they're in more communicable they're, they're being around a lot of people who also have this fungus. I mean, I don't know. There's probably a lot of, a lot there. Yeah. So what's eczema? Um, eczema is a, it's a, an umbrella term for a couple different types of dermatitis. Um, the most common of those is atopic dermatitis, which is, um, I believe, considered uh, sort of within the realm of um, allergic conditions, which related to your body's allergic response to things. So, um, eczema can be caused by, um, all kinds of irritants. Um, like we were talking about, like the dry weather, hot weather, um, anything that's going to make you like sweaty and gross. Um, it can be caused by like, if you, um, if you create that environment for yourself by like working out and not changing your clothes and stuff. Um, and then also by external chemical irritants. So things like soap and laundry detergent that, that doesn't work for your skin, you can react to it. Um, and eczema is in some places known as, uh, quote, the itch that rashes. Which mm. I thought was funny because usually the your your rash response to these things doesn't show up until after you scratch yeah. at it. So the itch comes first. Interesting. Yeah. Well, and, I, when you start scratching, you start producing things called histamines, mm-hmm. and it, it's basically your rea- your body is reacting to something. It could be like irritants or change in pH and mm-hmm. more sweat. Mm-hmm. And then, and that which causes you to itch more, which causes more histamine. And then, uh, do yeah. it like it's... and especially if you're reacting to something external, that scratching is going to open your skin up to absorb more of it and make things worse. 
So um, a lot of the ways that they treat eczema include uh, antihistamine creams or corticosteroids, um, which help like improve your body's response so they can kind of get rid of the infection, get rid of whatever is making you itch so that your skin has a chance to heal. Um, but if it is something like your laundry detergent, obviously you, you have to identify that and remove mm-hmm. it or otherwise you're going to have an ongoing issue. Um, and we wanted to talk about this in conjunction with itchy boobs because they have a lot in common. And for people who do have eczema and other types of dermatitis, like it's, it's really common to get that on your breast tissue um, because your breast tissue is already a way more sensitive area of your skin. And um, a lot of the things that would desensitize it, like exposure to UV radiation and friction from clothing and um, just like general movement, you don't get on that tissue because um, especially like feminine breasts Mm -hmm. have to be covered up all of the time Mm -hmm. and are frequently, especially for professional environments like mine, not only have to be covered, but have to be like encased in yeah I don't restricted I don't know how many times if I go to work and I'm not wearing a bra because I have to air my boobs out mm-hmm. and I wear scrubs to work mm-hmm. so it's all boxy anyways it's all covered up but she will say like you're not wearing a bra today <laughs> and I'm like yeah I know and she's like, like your co-worker yeah your boss yeah, she's just a co-worker yeah and it's all you know we're, we joke around it's fine mm-hmm. but it's just funny how that is um it is an expectation that women need mm-hmm. to be perky mm-hmm. yeah. and put together. Which well, and is... the clothes don't even fit you sometimes. If you don't wear yeah. a bra. Yeah. I definitely have several dresses, including one that I wore yesterday, that don't fit right if I don't wear them with at least a bra, if yeah. not a push-up bra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, my boobs are extra uncomfortable today because I had to wear a push-up bra all day yesterday because <laughs> of this. And I mean, I feel really lucky because I know how to sew and how to fix clothes that work on that. And like for the dress I wore yesterday, it's a matter of like when I can get to it to fix it so I can mm-hmm. wear it with something more like a bralette or nothing at all. But yeah. I just haven't had the time yet. I remember the first time I got cat called and I, and like, whoa, and I was wearing like just a regular, um, it was like a mat, <laughs> so 90s, it's that um, polyester stretchy fabric. Oh, yeah. And it was like a, it was like a t-shirt that had a high collar and it was pretty tight and then it had a matching skirt and I think it was like red and white polka dot or something. <laughs> yes. Um, and so it was form fitting and I remember I had to wear, I wear a bra and it was like, that was it. There were all the everybody noticed that I had these boobs mm-hmm. and it changes. It's like, Oh wow. I'm now something different. Yeah. But yeah. I, like I said, I didn't have boobs in my thirties. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I don't know what, what well, and, and in particular, like, because sometimes the itching gets so bad that I'm scarring on my oh. breasts, which was also like, I love my boobs. Like I, they're mine and they're, I think they're beautiful. And yeah. I had a baby and, I breastfed her, and now they're changing. And but I Your still have done a lot of work. They yeah, they pulled heavy heavy labor. But um, <laughs> also like feeding someone with your boobs is like pretty incredible. I feel like that's like a huge feat. Yeah, you know, that well, bodies yeah. can do. Uh, it it is, but I think it, it's romanticized a lot, and it can. 
I'm always like, I always feel bad that I didn't breastfeed long enough. You know, what's There's enough? Always, enough I, is however long you did it. Yeah. But you know, you have ideas of mm-hmm. how long you should breastfeed and, and other and, people definitely uh, yeah some people are like i'm gonna breastfeed until they're in high school like, oh, <laughs> okay if you want to do that like good for you but i can't i think once they could talk would it would kind of freak me out yeah well and then you're like verging on the game of thrones character yes, that's what i'm thinking yeah, the, like the is the it boy. a freudian thing what we're ha- we're creating here so, i don't know oh, like oh. Gosh. Am but, I the one with the dirty mind? Why do I have the dirty mind in yeah. this situation? <laughs> so, do, but no do judgment. You mind? <laughs> no Moms, judgment. I trust yes. you. Yes. I trust you know it's yeah, right you know for your kids. Doing. You know what you're Personally, doing. Yeah. Do you me. mind? Do you mind us asking why you stopped breastfeeding when you did? Um, well, I went back to work. Mm-hmm. I was working full time. Oh, okay. And so it wasn't like you had super itchy infected boobs or anything. No, actually I I I Katie I, wanted this to get gross. I did. So I, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was gross. Um, so I actually I had a pretty great breastfeeding experience. I awesome. never had a problem. The I think when I started it started a little later, uh, a couple days late mm. to, with her. So um there's a lot of anxiety like, "Oh, mm. am I going to get my milk? Mm. Is it going to drop down?" And then it, you know, definitely, like, my boobs got huge. And, like, you can tell when you needed to, like, needed to mm-hmm. expel. But I actually not, didn't have a lot of weird stuff besides the itching. Yeah. Especially when it was expanding and I'd mm-hmm. have to express. But it was, it was like, I couldn't keep up with having to pump and then keep mm. it. And then I'd forget it at yeah. the, in the work fridge. <laughs> forget my breast milk. And, and then someone accidentally puts it in their no, coffee. I, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> no one told me that. Or um, purposefully puts it in their coffee. I, I try it. Uh, um, <laughs> and I also wanted, I wanted to start drinking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's legit. <laughs> I was like, oh, I really miss having wine yeah sometimes and so you know you just can't do anything like that or you mm-hmm. have to be really careful and like toss milk out after a certain time yeah. and it's just it's just can't smoke of, weed oh can't <laughs> smoke weed yeah that was that was hard um but I you know she's doing great and she loves regular cow milk so <laughs> but I yeah I I have heard of people getting really bad mastitis mm-hmm. and having to still express yourself and get get it out and it will come out like pus and mucusy like blood and yeah because that's like what happens to cows yeah yeah, yeah. Well, i mean <laughs> that's like just, what ends up in our cow's milk and it's it can get gross like but your body your body doesn't stop filling them up when they're infected no that's that's the thing is you still have to express yeah. it or it's yeah. just going to get worse Ouch. so like a lot of the treatment for mastitis is antibiotics and yeah. then yeah. cold compress, hot compress, hot, I'm sorry, hot compress and like massaging it and letting it, you know, come down and come out and just yeah. keep doing it. It's like, uh, yeah. Oof. That's why I like there's those pumps, you know, that mm-hmm. help. Makes it a little easier. But. Yeah. I've been kind of afraid of breastfeeding just because I have like really sensitive nipples and like I I've heard stories of like I did too. cracking yeah. and, and yeah that that, that can happen too I was really um careful with like uh coconut oil yeah and like Vaseline yeah. and stuff yeah. yeah well I think that I just did the coconut oil because I didn't know okay. what Vaseline if she could have that mm-hmm. oh um, yeah yeah 
But I, I, I thought, oh, well, maybe my boobs will taste like coconut. She'll, like coconut. <laughs> She'll start liking coconut milk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, just, you know. Yeah. Well, I, like, even before, or, like, even when it's not the summer, even before my boobs grew and my itching got worse, I also have super sensitive nipples, and my nipples itch really bad. Mine itch on my period. Yeah. Like, I feel like mine every period. itch on their own whim. And that, the nipple itch is, like, the most intense itch that mm-hmm. I have, have ever had from anything. It is worse than... Like a, a swollen mosquito bite. It's worse than skin rash. Like anything. And I don't know what it is. Nobody knows what it is. I feel like when yeah. I have the itch in between my thighs, mm-hmm. especially when it's hot. Is that one bad? Sweaty. That one's the worst. Yeah. That one's the worst. My thighs will chafe really bad. Yeah. And like it's not even like itching. It's like just my skin has oh. ripped itself oh, apart. Oh, God. You know, like, like each side of my thigh and yeah. the inner thighs just chewing at each other like oh man that's where that's where baby powder comes in yeah <laughs> oh I, that that sounds like a good, good trick yeah Let's just try put that it. between your thighs yeah yeah i just i want more of the these little like that they're like a slip except they're shorts mm-hmm. yeah i want like a thousand pair of those to wear under everything well We had to take a little break because Scarlett wanted to join in on the gross conversation Mm -hmm. by vomiting everywhere, which we really appreciated. Thank you, Scarlett. She kept up the theme. Gross theme. Yeah. She wants to be a little gross podcaster herself someday. Aww. Well, do you want to talk about, because you have experience, is it with eczema? Oh, yeah. 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 Do you want to talk about your experience? Oh, yeah. So I would, um, it's, it started... I believe, like, in around adolescent, um, where I get really bad eczema that be, like, water blisters. Mm. They itch so bad. And, like, it just, like, my like, hands would, like, double inside. The fingers would double in size. Really? And, um, yeah, I'd suffer from it frequently, especially living in California where it would be hot. And, yeah. Um, I wasn't, like, able to get enough moisture so my skin was counteracting that. Oh, like I don't kind of like with zits, how like if you actually dry out your skin, you can get more zits. Yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah, because your body starts to, you know, overproduce, overproduce sebum or yeah. whatever that. And then the water blisters would start, and like, and then you could feel them pop when you scratch. Uh, is it really water underneath, or is it like? It's, yeah, it's like a like a li- liquid clear consistency which I think I don't know if it's the sweat or like it's I don't know what it is but it it it, but it does go away as soon as you put a steroid on it oh and you clamp that body reaction down yeah um one time I got it on my face after um using Halloween makeup oh man and that was a weird reaction um so that must have been something in the yeah. And the makeup that... I sometimes... Yeah, maybe like it... Had like a mini allergic reaction to you. Because I would get the same kind of reaction if you put a sticker on my skin. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, and oh, I have that. I react to all kinds of adhesives. Mm-hmm. I don't know how normal that is, but I know like I, I had um, my birth control implant mm-hmm. removed a couple weeks ago and like they had to make a cut and dig around in your arm for it and take it out 
Um, but that held up fine. It was the reaction I had to the tape they put on it after the surgery that was the worst part. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why I always ask for the paper tape. You know, yeah. it's the bandage that tapes yeah. to itself so it's not onto your skin. Good yeah. to know. Because uh, that actually is a pretty common reaction to mm-hmm. so, so that's... Um, and then as soon as I moved up here, which was funny, it went away. Interesting. Like, uh, I think the milder climate and more moisture, I didn't have to worry about always having enough moisturizer, or sunscreen, or protectorant. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So, like, are the water blisters, like, they're different than, like, regular pussy blisters that you get from friction, right? Yeah. Or, so, okay. this is, uh, this is your, your body is making these blisters on its own um and then they just start to get more inflamed the more you itch yeah and then they get like more red and angry um and it it isn't until you stop itching Mm -hmm. that they'll go away Mm -hmm. do they just kind of like reduce yeah it reduces and then um yeah it'll look like your hands normal again have you ever popped one on accident oh yeah yeah i mean like i uh, it's gross just like hit your hand on something it's like your water breaking <laughs> well and they're tiny little blisters but so you can like when you're scratching you could feel them and then all of a sudden your hand will get wet oh Ooh. <laughs> like your finger will get wet and... i'm just imagining like a rubber glove full of water on your hand but i'm sure it's not that extreme no, no. I think they're, they're, they're probably like little miniature boils basically mm-hmm. um but I think like a boil, a boil will take longer to go away, but it's, it's the same, um, just like bile that kind of bubbles up through mm-hmm. your skin. Mm-hmm. But eczema can, it can result in water blisters like that. It can result in, uh, larger boils. Well, I think like a lot of times you have, um, because psoriasis is an autoimmune mm-hmm. type, um, you have like rheumatoid arthritis psoriasis which is Mm. your body is attacking the joints but then also the skin around the joints and so you'll start to get psoriasis or a rash plaque like on your elbow yeah Mm -hmm. psoriasis is another really common um cause of dry itchy skin Mm -hmm. i have psoriasis um so i get pretty minor plaques like on my elbows and knees and fingers sometimes but I have it pretty bad on my scalp and um in some of my nail beds and stuff but man my scalp is itchy like all the time so mm-hmm. I've also I've dated people who have that kind of like I think it's different than psoriasis where it's almost like scaly mm-hmm. thing I don't remember what that's called um it could be psoriasis. Maybe it's psoriasis. That that results in this kind of like scaly plaques. Yeah. Because what psoriasis is, is your skin or like parts of your skin, um, they reproduce skin cells more oh, yeah. rapidly than mm. they're supposed to. So it kind of builds up like that. Yeah. Um, it's like what that disease was in Game of Thrones that turned people to stone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, there's just a lot of health references in Game of Thrones. Even <laughs> yeah. There's some problematic things, obviously. Yeah. Although raping. Oh yeah. And murdering of children and Yeah. On that note. Oh yes. Fragrances can make both of these things oh, worse. Yes. <laughs> and, and that's what I noticed that when I was using a lot of 
you know, when you're a teenager, you get mm-hmm. a lot of those crazy stuff from Claire's or like, oh, yeah, or Bath and Body Works. Bath yeah. and Body Works. Yeah. And I, I was going to uh, say Bed Bath and Beyond, uh, but you're right. Bath and Body Works. <laughs> they also, Bed Bath and Beyond has home fragrances. Oh, okay. That could also irritate your skin. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So if you're feeling itchy, a really easy thing that you can do is just cut out whatever yeah. you're putting on your body or on your clothes. Um, just cut out any fragrance or any dye, which can um, work similarly. So, because um, those can exacerbate all kinds of other standing conditions that you might have, or can cause um, issues on their own. Yeah. Yeah, I know that once, and that's like that's basically they tell you is just get everything that's like babe for babies because they have the most sensitive skin mm-hmm. and they can't handle a lot of chemicals. So. Yeah, that's a good default. Um, so a cool thing that I was reading about um, atopic dermatitis, the type of eczema, is that uh, for people who have this con- the condition, they 90% of them also have um, staph infection, or not, not necessarily staph infection, but have staph bacteria on mm. their skin as well, like all the time. And... Um, that is compared, I was reading a couple of different articles, one said 5%, one said 25% of people without eczema have staph on their skin. So um, they they definitely think that um, staph has something to do with causing eczema or some of these reactions um, with atopic dermatitis. And um, it definitely uh, contributes to um, cases of um, eczema that turn or um, flare-ups of eczema that turn into impetico, which we've talked about on at least another episode, and that's a, a staph have. infection on your skin that just kind of makes your skin like uh, weep. Um, oh yeah, and it can Baby's also skin. result. It's super fun. Aww. It can also <laughs> result in <laughs> boils, like we were talking about, or cellulitis, which is um, another type of skin infection. You can get a butt boil from having an office job if you don't move around too much. Ah! <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. And you also get hemorrhoids. I need you to call me at like 10 right, in the morning and be like, around. time for a morning walk. <laughs> um, but so, so the... The staph then becomes like it's a more normal part of the microbiome for people who have eczema, and um, your microbiome is is just sort of the the zoo of bacteria and things that live on your skin and on your body um, all the time. And uh, what these research doctors have figured out is that in people who don't have eczema, they have a um, a higher quantity of these sort of uh, natural antibiotic elements in our microbiomes. They're called antimicrobial peptides. Oh, nice. And they kill staph bacteria. So Interesting. One of the things that they have been working on is doing microbiome transplants <gasps> for people with oh. eczema to kill off this staph bacteria that can make your eczema flare-ups way worse. And... What I was reading said that the way that they do that currently is that they, with a person who has eczema, they take a microbiome sample from a part of their own body that's not infected and transplant it just in lotion or whatever 
it must just be like a basic scraping that they take and they transplant it to a part of the body that is infected to help um, clear up the microbiome mm. in that like local area of your body. What if you just get like a healthy person with healthy skin and then That's an eczema person and you just have, just have sex? Oh, sex. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was much more, it was like, just rub up and just down. Just rub your bodies on each other. <laughs> That's called sex. No, no, you're just rubbing bodies. I'm just rubbing bodies to get rid of my eczema. I swear, Dad, I'm not gay. It's a platonic body rubbing. There must be some truth to that, though. I mean, I was wondering, like, why the transplant doesn't come from somebody who has a... Uh, I guess healthier microbiome, yeah. like poop, uh, fecal, fecal transplant. We've talked about that, yeah, for yeah, IBS and stuff. Anyone has ever taken or given a fecal transplant, please email us at <gasps> grosspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> but I guess I mean that's that's interesting because basically having sex or like rubbing up against somebody with a healthier microbiome is kind of like a way of transplanting, a DIY microbiome transplanting. I think I've only rubbed my body against people with less healthy microbiomes <laughs> well, than me. But, 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 but context, I mean, like, because, you know, I don't know, in my 20s, I was rubbing up against a lot of... Biomes. A, biomes. Lot, of, a lot of different biomes. <laughs> <laughs> and I still have eczema, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, they are they are working on um, creating a cream with more of like a lab grown microbiome sample mm. that would be able to help uh, a broader group of patients. But until then, yeah, rub up on all different kinds of people and see if it helps. <laughs> Um, maybe ask their permission first. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. yes, ask their permission. Is this like a new uh, rub it out? just go rub it out just go rub it out (laughs) walk it off rub it out no microbiome transplants without consent yes yeah of course yeah um jessica did you read some cool stuff about this i did so i was mostly just searching for like famous people that have eczema because that's apparently all i care about for each of these episodes (laughs) um (laughs) yeah it's a Apparently, you can be very beautiful and still have eczema. Oh, my God. Like, who could believe it? Um, How dare you try? Yeah. Carrie Washington is somebody. Um, And uh, so... uh, She's super beautiful. Not the new princess, the other princess. Kate Middleton? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But so I was... (laughs) I know Kate Middleton. (laughs) I know her. (laughs) I've seen her on TV. (laughs) So I was trying to find more celebrities and then it was like, I somehow came across this really amazing article on uh, the NIH website. So it's like kind of legit. Um, And it is basically a very long sort of, uh, what's the word, like... uh, Literature review. review. Yeah, like a literature review of like spirituality, how it relates to the skin, but also like how people have used spiritual practices to sort of like combat skin Mm -hmm. issues. Um, And one of the things that they've found um, that there is kind of some evidence like for like not necessarily like curing things like eczema, but like reducing symptoms through like shamanic practices. And, like, so basically, 
getting into an altered state of consciousness and like kind of like meditating like has shown to be effective not to like cure it but it like there was one psychologist who like kind of summed it up is like it's not mind over matter but mind matters basically yeah so it makes a it has an effect yeah. it's not like you can cure things with meditation or altered states of consciousness but you can improve your quality of life and your coping yeah. with these symptoms through these spiritual practices or probably improve like other kinds of treatments that you're using mm-hmm. well. well and i think we've all established that itching or persistent persistent itching kind of feeds itself mm-hmm. it's a feedback loop that yeah as soon as you stop itching and stop attacking that area yeah to get let it heal yeah then um yeah then it just it won't get better ever yeah and i think even even that that mental exercise that you have to go through to stop yourself from itching something there's a bit of mindfulness involved mm-hmm. in that so um, just practicing that makes you better at saying no to the scratch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've done I've done mindfulness groups. Um, I went through a weird fra- phase with a friend of mine where we went to uh, mindfulness groups for people who were dying. Uh, oh. <laughs> like, hey, uh, what what kind of upbeat uh, activities are you doing today? Um, no, they were going bike ride. Yeah, no, let's go to a coping group. Do to death go to death acceptance uh, meditation yeah, retreat. Yeah. All right. Um, I think I'm going to have to go, Jessica. (laughs) (laughs) But one of the things was, like, not itching or not, like, fidgeting and, like, working through that, like, impulse Mm -hmm. to, like, react to your external world. And, like, that – it is interesting that when I've done those practices of, like, realizing that, like, when you do start to, like – enter into it and just focus on it and accept it, it does kind of start to dissipate. Well, and I think um, because it's interesting because a lot of people in end of life, mm-hmm. I guess in their end of life, they're also on opiates and yeah. morphine or dilaudid, which also reacts in your brain and tell, tricks you into mm-hmm. thinking you're itchy. It, yeah. So you're not actually itchy. It's just your, I, it's, I, um, I didn't go to school for this, guys, so it might not be completely right. We didn't go to school for any of this. But Sheena is but... a pharmacy tech, so she ha- <laughs> she's smarter than us. Way no. more expertise <laughs> than we do. I just I just know that it works on you know the neurons in your brain a little differently, mm-hmm. and it makes you more reactive. So mm-hmm. your your you'll start to feel itchier, and then if you start to think about it, then you'll get really itchy. The same thing if you start to feel a little nauseous then you start thinking about your nauseous and then oh like just, oh, yeah. weed does that too though yeah for some people yeah and yeah I, th- I think for me like yeah. majorly <laughs> like if it has like uh uh not thc yeah thc thc yeah, yeah that's the psychoactive yeah i get like almost like hallucinations and stuff and that's that happens to actually surprising a large amount of people yeah. especially now that weed is so ubiquitous yeah so um also, take note, like, if you know you're going to be on any kind of pain medication, mm-hmm. maybe be more mindful that you yeah. might get itchy or nauseous. Mm. And it's, unfortunately, you know, to get the pain to go away, you might have to deal with it. Yeah. Wow. Well, some of the things that were super interesting in this article, too, talked about, like, it went into some psychology around, like, the skin, and there's, like, a... 
a psychologist that developed this concept of the skin ego. And speaking of like weed, this is like an article that I want to return to when I'm like really super high <laughs> because, <laughs> because it's like going into like, but we are our skin, man. That's what we are. That's who we are. And like, like that I it's, hate this idea. <laughs> well, I but think- it's how we, it's how we, present to the world it's how we interface with other people it's how we build connections both emotionally and physically yeah, but like we don't have control over but it but you also think well, like you don't have control over anything really oh God. <laughs> okay if you guys can't see jessica did mind blown <laughs> um i think i think it's it's problematic because we have mirror neurons that we mm-hmm. use to calibrate our surroundings with people, to get yeah. connected to people. And if we feel like we're not fitting the social, beautiful standards, which mm-hmm. usually come with having clear, nice skin, yeah. that's not splotchy, that, mm-hmm. you know, and then all of a sudden you have something that makes that difficult. It can alienate you. Yeah. yeah. But maybe accepting skin diversity yes is also like self-acceptance on a larger level yeah. there are things we can't control about our personalities yeah. or our reactions to things all the time or mental illnesses but i think that it's also like i mean think about how much like skin is at the root of so many social problems mm-hmm. um i mean just racism in oh, and of itself oh. is entirely people yeah, being discriminated that's... against because of their skin and that's something they really can't it's not yeah like, it's not like oh well just get a new moisturizer and your acne will yeah. go away no <laughs> no no i was born with being black yeah 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 that's not a skin condition yeah. <laughs> like um and and i think you also see it um it, well you have you see it in any time there's like you know with albino albinism mm-hmm. yeah. in certain areas in Africa, um, they've been de- demonized and mm-hmm. been hunted down because they're rare. It's rare for this genetic trait to happen, but it's skin. They can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't, you can't do anything about it. Yeah. But it's interesting because, like, um, again, this article goes into like references to skin conditions like in religious texts and how mm-hmm. like leprosy, which most people are probably familiar with in the Bible, like you know, they, like, people have created leper colonies mm-hmm. throughout history in order to, like, isolate and uh, and uh, banish people who had skin conditions. Yeah. And there's, uh, I had listened to another podcast uh, a while ago that talked about how probably a lot of leprosy was uh, actually probably eczema and other uh, issues like psoriasis. Say hi, Scarlett. Hi, Scarlett. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's interesting to think about how we've really associated the like I don't want, want to say quality necessarily but the condition of one's skin with like their purity or Inner their health. spirituality or their morality. Uh, their morality and like we've done that on so many different levels but it's what I think is really interesting from what I was reading is it's this sort of circular thing where like not only have people used spirituality to sort of like banish people who have different skin but then people who have like skin issues have been able to cope and heal through their own spirituality so it's just like Hmm. i don't know interesting to me how these things can be used for absolutely oppositional purposes like banishing and rejecting but Mm -hmm. also 
like healing and coping. But you think, I mean, it's also how you interpret the stuff. Cause like, you know, Jesus went and hung out with lepers and that's part of like what made him a good person supposedly. <laughs> and all you damn Christians have forgotten about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Jesus was probably, probably a hippie. Yeah. Um, and he cared about people. And he was black. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's interesting about the, how leprosy probably wasn't as common within those colonies that it was probably something like atopic dermatitis mm-hmm. and like or vitiligo, a, a vitiligo or tinea versicolor or itchy boobs or herpes, herpes, oh, man. syphilis. Yeah. We could start the itchy boob colony though. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm fine with like, uh, <laughs> well, see in the itchy boob colony, you have to be okay with walking around with your boobs all out because that's oh yeah, yeah. And that's we're fine. just gonna have fans everywhere yeah. all the time. I'm just gonna yep. get little sticks that I put in. Oh yeah, <laughs> to air out my underboob. What about just like cotton absorbent cotton yeah. underneath? <laughs> have you seen those towels? <laughs> those yeah. like towel bra things. Yeah, yeah. It's like a halter top thing that's just like you put it uh, like under your boobs. I would try that. I would try it around my house. I would yeah. do it. I, I definitely have been wearing swimsuit, <laughs> like bikini tops around my house, because that's about all I can oh, handle in the I, heat. I didn't, so this yeah, is you have a good <laughs> outfit going on right now. <laughs> so, okay, so um, uh, there was a break in stuff, and I we had We took to, a barf break. Yeah, barf break, and so I had to uh, get in the shower fully clothed with my daughter to wash off the barf. Um, yes, that's my life. Um, that's cool. It was, it, I, I feel like we should describe it for our listeners. Oh, it, was, yes. it was like, Ooh. uh, I'm gonna, I, like milky uh, with some curdly. chunks of blueberry, yep. very curdly milk. Uh, it's, it's like, um, it's it had what? a good dairy stain, yeah, like yeah. dank it, smell. It was like a, it was like one of those, those imported cheeses. You yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. But like with fruit <laughs> inside of it, dried no, fruit. Yeah, it's like a Christmas cheese. Yeah. It's crazy. Katie is going to vomit. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm a I'm a sympathetic puker. That's okay. I'm sorry. Like she and it sometimes it comes just she get, she'll cry so hard that she's like I got I need to get all, everything in my stomach out. It was also an amazing fountain yeah. that like cascaded across her face. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> Somehow it just like went up and blew back all over her face and hair. I didn't notice that. (laughs) I've never seen bark like that before. Well, it wasn't projectile. No. Um, Anyway, it was like the opposite of projectile. So, um, so what I do, um, I have a lot of swaddling cloths from when she was a, a kid, and there's this one brand called. Um, little linen, they're like really nice cotton linen. It's just, and I had so many, I was like, what am I going to do with these? Maybe I can make a blanket. Maybe Mm -hmm. I can do this. Maybe you can make tube tops. Yes. (laughs) And so I wear mine like tube tops. I fold it like a handkerchief. Yeah. And then I just wrap it around the top. It looks cute. Yeah. It works. It's great. Yeah, it is comfy and it's a great summertime you know, to air out the ladies. Yeah. Now you you make them into a bikini top yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. That's what I, I want. The I mean, your top looks super cute, but I feel like there's a floating oh. area underneath. Oh, and I do need this shelf. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what I want is I want the bikini top. That's going to make sure that that, the area underneath has something absorbent in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just feel like I don't want to wear a bra. I just want to like tie a washcloth around me like <laughs> or a towel washcloth. That's With way too a small. Little, <laughs> a little next to so There's like under the boot. Just like, <laughs> like, I don't know. When I was running a lot, there were these like uh, little waistbands you could put on oh, that yeah. you could put your money in. I just want that under my boobs to just soak up the sweat but, like, no bra. I'm sure there's a made-for-TV infomercial about this exact same thing. I think those are bad, though, because, like, we talked about earlier, like, when you, um, for example, when you work out and you don't change out of your clothes immediately, yeah, that, that holds that sweat against your skin, mm-hmm. which invites yeah. um, things like yeast. And mm-hmm. the, well, I would the, change it. the liquid will <laughs> wick away, but the salt will stay on your skin and will dry it out That's, even more. Yeah. Yeah. So if you use some like a, a wicking uh, tech fabric like that, it's just it's, it's probably going to make it worse unless you change it like every hour or something. Yeah. I mean, the sweat is designed to cool your skin, and so it, there is a purpose for the sweat. It's because our but tits only, are so hot. It only cools your skin <laughs> when, so it, when it evaporates. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, yeah, and then it evaporates. And so you you really have to let everything air out, which it can't do because of gravity while you're standing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in our sweaty boob colony, we just have to be lounging. Well, you know the What if our time. sweaty boob colony was in space? Oh. <gasps> yeah, what? zero gravity. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Zero G. <laughs> Sorry, I was nerding out on zero gravity. Um, Sounds great. I think we solved this we yeah, solved problem. All you have to do to get rid of itchy boobs is move to space. Yeah. yeah. Well, Elon, I already Elon Musk to? Hit me up, right? He's the one. Uh, I don't know. Elon Musk. Uh, he he seems like he would he would be like taking pleasure in itchy boobs. He'd be like laugh at you. Yeah, I feel like yeah. he's that kind of personality. He might. You know, Isn't like, he dating Grimes though? Yeah, she's definitely Wait, taking who? one for the team. Grimes. Grimes, the musician. I don't know. Grimes. Oh, she's amazing, and she's like hella feminist and like doesn't shave her legs and shit, Man. and. Yeah, so I don't listen to new music anymore because I just listen to podcasts. But it like rocked the internet because she's like alternative and, and whatever, he, and he's like family owns an emerald mine. He's like the personification <laughs> of capitalism. And yeah. So uh, uh, I mean, I, I put my dick in space. I'm sorry, my car in space. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think she's just getting it. Like oh, you know, yeah. like I think she's just like playing the game that women have always had to play. Yeah. You know, to like, you're. Hey, that's how I get free drinks down at Emerald <laughs> Garden for one of those uh, handsome gentlemen. Uh, Emerald Garden Just like is Grimes. a retirement facility bar. But like, think about, so we've we've had this conversation before about how I am like pro Grimes dating Elon Musk because I think that if you have a like awesome feminist mm-hmm. that's like being able to turn that head mm-hmm. maybe a little bit into to like get him to use his powers well, for good I not at, evil at this rate their only savior is the weirdo billionaires yeah i feel like 
I mean, I hate that. I hate yeah. that, that we yeah, have to rely on depressing. the rich to but fix if, stuff now. But if, like, Grimes can at least be like, you can't have sex with me unless you, like, give money to Flint. Yeah. Um, like, fix the water situation with Flint, <laughs> and then I'll give you a head. Yeah. Oh, you want anal? Um, you're really going to have to fix poverty in America. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All of it. I mean, think about <laughs> no it. If you have people. an extremely powerful billionaire that really wants to have sex with you think about that power yes you know what we need to take that we need to take this commodity i mean they they it's like there should be an industry oh what 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 should we call it i'm gonna take my itchy boobs and start shopping them out itchy boobs for sale solve poverty yeah it's gotta be a rich billionaire that likes itchy boobs oh i'm sure um there's Gotta be a fetish for that. Yep. <laughs> Hope he also likes infected sweat glands and psoriasis. I hope he likes those, the, <laughs> those are zits I get right in the Oh, in yeah, the crevice. acne. What about, yeah. what about the, the, the petechia bruising you get because you're itching so much? Oh, oh yes. petechia. We yes. pronounced, I pronounced that incorrectly in a previous episode. Oh, yeah. Thank you no for worries. correcting us in, unintentionally. Uh, petechia, if you guys uh, don't know, is when blood vessels burst. Oh, yeah. The skins burst. Yeah. Um, it's very superficial most of the time. And it just means, you know, you have vessels that are close to the skin that burst, uh, get damaged, and that's why mm-hmm. you get a bruise. But petechia, like little dots, like red dots. Yeah. yeah. Are they, do they go away? They do. So what okay. happens, it's similar to like a bruise. Your yeah. body will reabsorb the, the hemo, um, hemocrit, I guess. That's what makes your blood red. <laughs> so yeah, your body will uh, absorb it. I think the problem is when you have a lot of bruising all the time. Yeah. You're not, either you have iron deficiency. You guys. <laughs> I do. Make sure you get enough iron, get your uh, iron Leafy checked. greens. Leafy greens. Or uh, you have other serious things like cancer and you're going to die. Cool. So. Cool. Yeah. No, that's not majority of the time. Thanks for listening to Gross Podcast. You're, <laughs> you're going to die. No, no, no. Most of the time, bruising is idiopathic, and it can it will go away on its own. So I had a, maybe you can answer this question because when we when I was looking at petechia before, it sounded a lot like um, something that I get just like in really teeny tiny places, mm-hmm. which is a cherry angioma, mm-hmm. which is where like a capillary um, kind of pools into your skin. So you for me, it's fairly small. They can be a lot larger, but I just have little tiny red dots on my skin, but they are um, maybe not like forever permanent, but definitely hang around for years and years. Yeah, and years. yeah. I have I have them on my arms. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just I think it's it really it's your skin aging and reacting yeah. to trauma not even trauma just being human yeah. but that's just a... trauma <laughs> okay um yes, yes. Uh, it, it, life is really traumatic especially for your skin yeah yeah but that must so those are those seem kind of like i guess semantically similar in the way that they're described but a like a cherry angioma I guess is maybe like it. Had There's eaten. more fibers, I think, okay. within an angioma like that. So you actually have um, you have more like skin tissue that's forming around the pool okay. of blood and the broken blood vessels. So, so it, it kind of keeps it raise. contained. Yeah. So okay. it prevents your body from actually cleaning it up 
um, which that's what it does when you have a bruise and it starts to fade. Yeah. Um, your body is taking the the dead or damaged cells. And clearing it out yeah. for you. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Even my body hates to clean. <laughs> well, is that it? I think so. If you have itchy boobs, let's uh, let's take a step back and address what you're putting on your itchy boob. What's making your boob itch? Yeah, and something in your environment. Make sure to figure out this perfect balance between yeah. moisture and dryness. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. mystical balance that I don't think actually exists. Also, take your probiotics. Find uh, maybe there should be a new dating site, uh, Microbiome. Oh microbiome. yeah, and, yeah. Or you match people with like, you know, healthy microbiomes. Yeah. Is that something I should ask on my next, you know, on my Bumble what site? Exactly. It's <laughs> your microbiome like. Um, yeah. Do you do you feel like just you... looking for friends, dates, transplants? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just need a, a body rub. Healthy microbiome to rub up against on a lonely Mm -hmm. evening. Yep, yep, yep. What do you like to do on a date? (laughs) (laughs) Netflix and body rub. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's it. I had a lot of fun, guys. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, thanks Thanks for for being being on it. Yeah. Well, don't forget to air out your boobs and And your vagina. Vagina! had to come through uh, the pharmacy to talk about <laughs> people burping too loud oh, and no. farting and not saying excuse me. <laughs> so we all had to take sensitivity training on how to act <laughs> in the workplace. Yes. And I just was I, was, I thought it was so funny. 